We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Owning a small business can be overwhelming. How can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. There's so many places to reach customers. Email, text messages, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, live events, the list goes on. How are you, as the business owner, expected to own all of those channels? That's where Constant Contact comes in to help. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. I use this to grow my email list, and you should too. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings. Today we're shaking it up. We're talking golf, and we're talking about the 10 most important golfers to the game of golf at the moment. doesn't matter what tour they're on. It's just whether they're important to growing the game. Who can realistically be the biggest stars, have the biggest crossover potential, and draw in new fans to the game? Jeff Feinberg is in the studio. Matthew Wiley is on the line with us to break this all down. So there's no really defined parameters, what we mean by important. So I want people to smash the likes over to the channel and leave their five most important golfers down in the comment section because I'm curious. Normally, I don't give a shit what people think and don't want to hear from them, but I do want to hear from them on this because I think we're all going to have a few different takes. And Wiley, I guess I'll start with you. Uh, we can't include Tiger Woods in this because he is the answer to who is number one, right? Okay. Yeah, I, I, uh, I got that message from you this morning. That was a firm and fast rule from you, so we will not talk about Tiger. So, Jeff, if you had to nominate someone who is not Tiger Woods, the most important, maybe you can look at it is it's how they are right now, but let's say they don't need to win, like, every major, but if they won a major, like, they got elevated into a spot where they were really good. Golf benefits from them being really good. Who do you think number one is? Uh, for me, number one is still Jordan Spieth. I'm on the same page as you. Like, it's, I don't, I mean, it almost feels like an obvious answer once you eliminate Tiger Woods from the equation. Um, the public seems always to be galvanized in support of him. He seems like a, um, he's endeared himself to America. And even the hardcore golf fans 
really enjoy seeing him on TV as much as the Gen Pop does because it's one of the more entertaining aspects of a golf event is the discourse between Greller and Spieth. So it is still Spieth as much as I enjoy him in regular events but don't enjoy seeing him win majors. So I agree, Matt, with Jeff on it being Spieth. And I think you can make a pretty compelling case for some other guys. I'm guessing most people would say Rory is the answer, but... I don't know, if all of a sudden Spieth was winning majors again, wouldn't that just elevate him to being by far the biggest star over Rom, over Rory, over Scheffler? Like, they can win majors, they can win all the tournaments, that's great, and they're still not quite as big of a star as Spieth is. Right. By the way, what a Masters the other week, right? <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Um, did long. Spieth win it? It was long. Just remember it being really long, and a lot of yeah, delays. Yeah, it was really long. Uh, no, I think I think you know I tweeted about this that there are really three people that will probably forever be crowd favorites um, or that get a crowd excited. Tiger, we won't mention him, Spieth, and Ricky. And it's almost like Spieth is because of what he did when he first came out is this untouchable presence in brand and golf he almost feels like not it's hard to describe but not real like he just feels like a vignette in golf and so yeah i think that and this is without him being the player he was but if he starts winning majors again it's going to be you know it, it'll be unreal so yeah i, I agree with me is it 100 ricky would be my other one too i don't know if that's ricky was my number yeah. two as well because yeah. like he's he's garbage think, and people still love and he moves the needle yeah and and i think that i think that and this is not a live thing but you know ricky probably had a chance to just call it a career on the pga tour and take a ton of dough and go to live tour i don't have you know i don't have that sourced but but he wanted to do it the way that he's doing it you know grind it out um and he's vastly improving, but there's something about him that makes him so, I don't, I mean, Tiger is bigger than the sport, but is there anyone else people connect with more than Ricky as one of the guys? Is that it with him? Is it the orange blister pack on Sunday outfit? He's beloved almost like no yeah. other player is because he doesn't have the resumes like Spieth has that just launched him. He felt like he was launched differently in this era of desperately trying to, like, who, I don't know, being on the cover of video games with Tiger and him winning the players days after when Sports Illustrated was still important. Like when, that was still a thing eight years ago or whatever. Winning the players like three days after being called the most overrated player on tour. It's fantastic. Right. But to Matthew's point, I think uh, a newfound respect has been gained for Ricky. And you see the journey and you see the lows just as to make a point of comparison. A couple of years ago, him and Jason Day were both at low points. They both, to play in the U.S. Open, would have needed to qualify. Jason Day skipped a tee time to go do a NetJets thing. Ricky played it, played it late, played it to the end, I think missed it by a shot, and is there signing autographs in dark till every kid got one. Like, yeah. I, there, there's levels to Ricky. So like, he's like the John Cena of the PGA Tour. Probably, sure. I, 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 I kind of agree with that. And you see how he interacts and how the kids still come out for him. When I was that age, 
you only supported winners. Right? Like I'm at it. Yeah. Like you only support winners. I'm nine years old. My favorite baseball player is Jose Canseco. Did, My favorite did, hockey did, player on. is Didn't Wayne you love, Gretzky. Like, the Maple Leafs growing up? Yep. They're not winners. They don't even well, want to win. Liked, but as a, I didn't start liking the Leafs till I was a little older. When I was really young, I just liked Wayne Gretzky. But who do they like the most in the Leafs? Us growing up, early '90s. It was Doug Gilmore. Yeah. Why? And then or Wendell Clark. They brought their lunch pail to work. Right. Ricky is not your traditional country club. That's how I was started golfer. I mean, he was a skater kid from California, right? And 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 the thing about him is, is he has a lot of guts. Like he he's creative. Uh, he's not your traditionally trained country club, like I said, golfer. And it's almost like a Bubba who was vastly popular when he was on tour, right? And he didn't have the personality Ricky did, but Bubba was, you know, insanely popular because he had didn't come from much. He kind of crafted his own homegrown swing, and he had a ton of guts. Yeah, and that's America, baby. And even getting like the pink driver head was like a big thing in golf. And oh, sure. And I mean, I if all of us, I mean, Bubba's probably too old now, but I had Bubba on my short list. Yeah. If all of a sudden, like he wins a major out of nowhere, it's like Bubba Watson would become a legitimately big star again. Mm. Even though he's on the Live Tour, he wouldn't get all that press, but people would talk about him. Like, if, for example, Mito Pereira wins a major or Bubba Watson wins a major, yeah. like, pe mainstream media will pick up that, like, Bubba did something great, whereas they're just not even going to pay attention. Like, hey, Mito, yeah, that, that's great, man. Good for you. We'll, we'll see you at the majors for the next few years. But there's no extra level to whether or not he wins or he gets more articles written about him. It's funny, though, because with Spieth and Ricky, like, they're just two dudes that are, like, my size. Like, they're not these overwhelming forces and I know that Tiger isn't as big as maybe people think he is, but he seems like a really imposing figure. Like, Phil is a big guy. Dustin Johnson is a big guy. Brooks is a big guy. These are two tiny little guys. So maybe that there is something that people can empathize and see themselves in them. I just think it's funny that you have Spieth and you have Ricky, but none of this conversation translates whatsoever to Justin Thomas. But there you could are... always take steroids if you want to get bigger. You could, but you get like wider when you're my size. You don't get taller. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's a conversation we're going to have. And as you said, Bubba, I thought about Bubba Long and Hard when coming up with my 10. But also like the parameters, you skew them a bit and Bubba fits perfectly in this list and you skew you them a little otherwise and he doesn't fit perfectly. So you could have find a place. You could find a place for him. And Spieth's charm is that. There's these every man moments in golf. Like he doesn't do it like Scheffler and Rom and overpower a course. He kind of does it like Scheffler though. Like Scheffler okay, just the seems like the and... really good Jordan Spieth. <laughs> yeah, but not like the tee to green. Like Scheffler, what's amazing about him is his tee to green dominance in combination with these Spiethian hands around the green. It's like this package we've never seen. Spieth felt like he made it look so much harder than the other guys with three majors. Or like it that dominating yeah. a window. Brooks won four majors Speed. in a snap, but he made it look so much easier in those events, say, than Speed does. And like Rory did when he won the four yeah. majors. It's like, well, he's probably going to win 20 majors based on this play. And I did, Every time that Speed won, it was like, except for the Masters. And it's also about yeah, the, the Masters iconic. was dominant. And even before the yeah. Masters, those two Masters. And he did have a run of dominance. And the great thing about Speed is like that incident with Kuchar at the Open where he does take a time that still bothers me to this day. And he saves that bogey. And then a par three, like a hole later, he sticks it. Like, sticks it. And then he makes the 50-foot putt. It's like, oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah. Ripping our hearts out. What were you going to say, Wiley? I think, I, think that's, I think that's the key to being so, so transcendent is you have one of those moments that makes you an icon in golf that where you put your gut 
cuts in the line and and like the speed that like Jeff just referred to at the open, like that's embellished in people's minds forever. People will <laughs> connect to that, like you know, uh, the the shot of a lifetime better than most with Tiger or you know his shot on sixteen at Augusta, um, where Vern Lundquist called it. Like that stuff, that stuff almost becomes like a movie to us, and so it so you're just you're you're constantly connected to them for that story forever. So I think that's part of it, right? You know, Bubba in the playoff against Louie. Um, I think it was Louie, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying so, to think. Well, what, what qualifies like a moment like that? Because you just pointed out all the ones that you can remember that point to these guys and becoming icons. Like, I remember huge, huge shots, and they just kind of go by the wayside. Like, Sergio's not likable. But that Sergio shot at, what, the 99 PGA Championship around the tree? Like, that's an yep. iconic shot. Iconic shot. But... Yep. It, Ricky at the players. Ricky at the players is one. Adam Scott's putt to win the Masters. Rom's back-to-back putts at Torrey Pines to win the U.S. Open. They just don't seem to stick yeah. in the same way, though. Right. Yeah, and I think that I think that you could probably say Rom is, you know, you've got sort of the villain cast and and then the sort of faces and good guy cast. I think. You know, Rom sort of teeters on both sides potentially. I don't know. I mean, Ricky forever is a good guy, right? Spieth, the same thing. Um, yeah, he heel Ricky would have been fun though. Like live tour Ricky, if all of a sudden like he was good, it'd be like, oh, here comes Ricky. Although he, he started how much money? Everyone. <laughs> how much money do you think he would have been offered if he went to live versus like the 40, other guys? You know, forty to fifty million. Don't you think? I think I feel like it would have. If that was the case, I can see why he didn't go. Because if Ricky does somehow turn it around and get good again, and he's contending in majors, his sponsorship upside versus all of the other live guys that went, it's just it's, yeah. it's non-existent versus those other guys. Like if, when Phil and Tiger were making like seventy million a year in endorsements, Ricky's a guy who could be at that level if he was as successful. As not necessarily Tiger, but at least what Phil was doing for four years. And I believe that was a big thing. In those rumors, the speculation that Ricky was going, the other side of it was um, there was like a big Puma side of the coin. There was reports that if he went, he might would probably have to leave that behind. And I don't know whether it's a lifetime deal or whatever he's done there. And in this way that golf's going now, where a lot of these better players of today are less marketable than some of these golf lifestyle YouTubers Mm -hmm. and an ability to push equipment seems to be as much on some of these golf lifestyle video YouTubers than um, really successful pro golfers. But Ricky is one of the few exceptions. I believe he could push and move equipment like very few people could, especially to kids. So the two guys that we've listed so far, Spieth and Ricky Wiley, they have defined personalities. Yeah. And I, I think that's really yeah. what we're looking for in this list because that's actually what sells. Like, you know who's not going to make this list? Patrick Cantlay or Xander Schauffele. I was just looking at that. I, I yeah. couldn't tell you anything about these guys except that they're fucking stiff as a board. Xander's yeah. way above Cantley. That's not saying much. That's a low floor. As I've joked with you many times, Cantley is the personality of a filing cabinet. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I don't yeah. know what you could is, right? Yeah, I don't know what you could do with that. Although when he was on the hot mic at the Century, like yeah, but he he doesn't want if if Patrick Cantlay wanted to come out and overtly be a villain, I think that would be a great move for him. 
Yeah, and then he's are, not losing his Grant Thornton sponsorship. And he's got the Walt now. He's yeah, that, that seems like the biggest mismatch of <laughs> anything of all time for sponsor and I think You say DeWalt, he's DeWalt now? Yeah. And Grant Thornton. I think that's the best brand crossover <laughs> I've seen in a long time in terms of what DeWalt. <laughs> Don't you? Your bag of tools? It's so easy for DeWalt. Plus, DeWalt crushes it in the tool game. Uh, I think it's I think it's absolutely a genius move by them. I, I just I couldn't you have picked a better guy to pay like I could see John Rahm as someone who builds things. I don't see Patrick Patrick Cantley as someone who pays someone to pay someone to like mow his lawn. Oh, that's a, but that, that, I, I mean he's the perfect guy for three hours on TV on CBS on Sunday and a fourth place finish. But sure, he's just on TV. He's been on TV oh. for three hours and we saw forty eight of the sixty eight shots. Well, someone's got to drill the floorboards down for the bodies he keeps in his basement, right? <laughs> <laughs> you can edit that out. No, um, we can't. Let's edit. do another one. But, but, do you, you want know, me to give you another one? Yeah, hold on. Isn't the problem now, after those two, you're really going to have to fit it into a certain parameters to argue? Like the next. Well, I mean, this whole show is designed for us to sit here and argue because there are no defined parameters of any of yeah, it. Like, where does Rory fit into this? I guess is the question. He's got to be next. Like, but, Rory, but Rory's. Rory, as we know him now, is defined so much about who Rory was 10 years ago. Like, what is it really with, like, the wins? The you know, young Rory, could he be the next Tiger? He has these four majors at such a young age. It's a lot like, like, when he won the Wells Fargo as a kid. Like, Ricky won the Wells Fargo as a young kid. Like, that was a spot where people always used to break through and really, like, elevate their games. And then Rory ran away with it. But, like, what, what's Rory's, like, defining thing now? Is that he's, like, the shadow commissioner, Wiley? This is going to – yeah, I mean, that's – that's not even the shadow commissioner, right? I mean, it seems like he's very buttoned up and and corporate now, and I don't know how that translates to. I mean, he's a little older now, and he looks a little older than his age. I don't know how that translates to a younger audience, but if he wins a major or he wins the green jacket, and this is going to sound really stupid if he'd actually, did, it's an entirely different, uh, I think, yeah, uh, realm for Rory in terms of his importance to the game. Um, because he's an exciting, exciting player who cares deeply about the PGA Tour and its success, right? He's sort of like the Tiger. I mean, you know, he's carrying Tiger's water now as the guy, as the man. Um, I think I think there are more, I think there are younger players that if they succeed could be more important to the Tour's younger fan base, um, which certainly Liv is trying to capture with this team environment and whether or not they're slow playing and going to have a long, long game to try to acquire that young fan base with the team stuff. The PGA Tour needs to have 20-year-old superstars perform well. So if I were to offer another one, if you want to stop talking about Rory, is Tom Kim, right? I think that I think that he is an intense, exciting, he's the President's Cup player with a lot of guts. He played in the practice round at the Masters this year with Tiger, with Rory and with Fred Couples. What does that say to you in terms of how they feel about him? So I think that Tom Kim is an extremely marketable, exciting, you want to talk gutsy young player who really does it all uh, and makes clutch putts. I had Tom Kim number five yeah, same. on my right. list. And I think the biggest difference between the, the, the issue with Tom Kim as we know it right now is how good is he really? Now, under the assumption that he goes and wins a major 
And he, let's say he ends up with a major championship, a tour championship, whatever it might be, 15 wins in his career. Sort of like the Sergio career. Let's just paste that on to Tom Kim now as a 20-year-old. But winning the major sooner or have Sooner, yeah. yeah. Like win, win the major within like the next two years kind of thing. What Hideki yeah. has done for golf in Japan is obviously huge in Japan. What Tom Kim will do for golf in Korea, although Korean golf is already gigantic, and for Koreans and Asians worldwide about golf is going to be huge. But the difference between him and all of the other Korean players that we've seen is you can market Tom Kim to an American audience where you can't with any of these other guys because they either choose to or do not speak English. Tom Kim is he's an affable, fun guy. Speaks great English. You can throw him on TV put them in interviews, put them in commercials, it doesn't matter. And that bridge is something that we've been waiting for in men's golf for a really long time. We just haven't got it. Couldn't have said it any better. He has a personality. He is, uh, he can speak fluent English and he is, uh, enjoys a bit of the spotlight and sharing himself. And he's also of the age, of an age where he grew up like in this social media era. So he sort of gets it. And we're seeing that. Like Justin Rose. We can get to that. <laughs> um, and it's great to have an ally like Wiley. And we both support like the full turn on Justin Rose's internet <laughs> abilities over the last couple years. But uh, yeah, Tom Kim seems like the total package in that way. And he speaks fluent English. And guys like Hideki, I firmly believe no English, but have just like intentionally chosen I'm going to keep the interpreter, so I just don't want you to be part of your I, I get it, too. If you're making $20 million a year, like Hideki probably is. I don't know how much his like Japanese sponsorships are worth. I'm guessing it's an awful lot of yeah. money, along with his regular endorsements that he gets. That's just a bonus on and top of everything. He's a personal guy. We didn't even know he was married. We didn't even <laughs> know when he had a kid. Like, everything is super low but, but key. If you, but, 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 Wiley, if you could make 20 to $25 million a year to play golf and no one would ever ask you a question, doesn't that seem preferable? You know, if you were to think about outside of Tiger, who was the who was the one player that should they had they had left could have broken the PGA Tour, and it certainly was probably Hideki or Spieth, but Hideki certainly. And See, I, I, in I a different way, I, I I don't agree with that. I think it would have impacted North America. I, I think it would have. I think it would have impacted the PGA less. I think it was more valuable live to get Hideki than would have been detrimental to the PGA in, Tour to lose him. I'm not saying that it wouldn't be detrimental be to lose Hideki, in this, but it would be it would have been such a coup for Liv to get the biggest Japanese player, especially with them trying to get TV deals in all these different markets. That clinches you have Japan. Yeah, in I don't this, I don't know the global TV deal with, with you know Japan in terms of the PGA Tour is my thing, right? I, it's probably a giant revenue stream that we don't know about, but um, yeah, I think I think Hideki definitely needs to be definitely needs to be on this list um someone's gonna steer. pay shohei 600 million dollars next winter and part of that is because of the money that they's guaranteed to just recoup in in taking advantage of the japan oh market hideki is yeah like, but, that, comes, but, that, but that's also like when you think about golf versus baseball golf is big in a lot of different places it's very big in japan but baseball is huge yeah. in Japan. No, of course. It's not like, yeah, some right. hockey player from Japan. It's like, oh, we need to sign him to a big deal so we can sell all these hockey jerseys. That's not happening. No, but golf is huge there, and it would be different. I get what Wiley is saying. Like, internationally, losing Hideki would probably be a bigger blow than even Cam Smith, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Inter to the international of the game. 
and that might sound really weird to people and I could be argued another way and maybe you could twist my arm on that, but I could see... I don't think it equals Spieth because the PGA Tour would spin it like we're an American tour. Life will go on. Well, well, Spieth the, would really cripple I, that. I, I think that Hideki, like Hideki and Sam Burns, for instance, you know, S- Sam Burns is a very great player. Hideki is a star. And that was cemented with, you know, especially the Masters win. And there was talk as to whether or not he's a Hall of Famer right now. I, you know, maybe. Yeah, I, I think he is. Get, right. Uh, but Hideki, even to us, right, even in the the no-name media people space, he's a superstar. I mean, he is one of the few on tour. So, yeah, he it, matters. And the difference between Hideki and a Cam Smith in relation to – and, again, I think it's more beneficial for Liv than it is for the PGA Tour to lose these people. But Hideki in particular is there's no other Japanese player who's really good. It's him. Like, he's the best by far. And there's guys coming up, there's top amateurs, but no one even sniffs his jock. At least with Australian players, there's a lot of good Australian yeah. players. Cam Smith is the best of them, but I mean, Jason Day at the Masters went off as a bigger favorite. There's legacy <laughs> Australians too. Well, like Day and Scott. Do you think that Min Woo Lee has a chance to be, I just don't think he's the same sort of talent as Tom Kim. But yeah. let's say Min Woo Lee all of a sudden vaults into becoming a top 10 player in the world. He's an... He's an Asian player who's Australian and has a hilarious accent, has a sister who's also pretty amazing on the LPGA tour. Like, is he super marketable in this sense? A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, to me, he reminds me somewhat of, of Ricky, just in terms of his style, we, long hair, kind of flair. I think Min Woo Lee is, you know, very, very, very marked. Yeah. Maybe this is in the vein of like when we were in school or I don't feel old, even though we're not so old, or the feel old. I mean, that was 20 years ago if you're younger. talking about being in school. Okay, so yeah, so it's like, when's the flying car coming? But people even older than us would have thought the flying car would be here by now. As golf fans, the flying car was supposed to be the China domination of the sport. That they were like growing these guys in labs like Yao Ming. So and they're just that- training them on simulators. And I don't know, maybe they're still coming or maybe they the, the system broke. Crazy, I don't know. Car, crazy Carol Wands? Not going to be the guy? It doesn't seem like they've had anybody other than Min Woo's like, range time at a PGA Championship that's taken yeah, that a spot. That was Tong. Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, no, if, if there was a Rocky 5 or Rocky 6 with Dolph Lundgren, that scared me when I was a kid. Rocky 4. Like, 4, just... yeah. No, 4, yeah, 4. 4. That was my favorite one. Yeah, like. Russia was as great as athletes the Soviet Union was. How is is Hao Tong the biggest Chinese golfer there's been on the men's tour at least? Yeah, I guess. Man, I haven't heard that name in a minute. He won last year, didn't he, on the Euro? Or was that like two years ago? He came out of nowhere in one event. He won leading into the Masters at that uh the crossover the, the event there like Sergio and all the Willet yeah. that yeah. like meant yeah. you're gonna win the Masters. That's right. Like that a, was that was years ago he yeah. won that event though i think he won one in like germany last year i think he beat thomas peters because peters like roped it into the water because he's thomas peters i i don't want to because we really went over rory because we got excited about Tom. yeah but Kim. i think you could just pencil rory into three in this list yeah, and because he, that's where he is but i'm just saying the 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 like it's been so long for the major so any major will be treated as a huge accomplishment when rory gets number five and this Masters thing, as we spoke in much of the lead-up to the Masters content, like Rory for the Masters dwarfs Spieth for the PGA. Even though we have Spieth ahead, and maybe one day 
we'll either have total Rory fatigue on this Masters thing, and we'll like the media will do a full yeah. pivot. And in and, and full disclosure, we're filming this before the Masters is taking place, so Rory may have won the Masters by now. Yeah, which <laughs> can kind of change a lot of this. I will say that Rory's gotten very corporate, and it's almost to the point where he talks out of both sides of his mouth on literally every issue. He reminds me of one of these phone one eight nine hundred number touts that you call, and he gives. Um, one person calls, they get one side of the game and the other person calls, they get the other side of the game. So 50% of the people are just thrilled with you and they'll call back again. I love Rory. I stand for Rory. I appreciate his stance in golf and his position is in that tough position is widely mentioned that he's forced into sort of this post tiger next guy. You're now responsible and he's matured into a lot of, in a lot of ways. But he's the biggest double talker in the face of the earth. But if he, because he's a double talker and that's what he's evolved into, being the player's face and liaison to basically the PGA Tour itself. And like as you were telling me before, and Wiley, you probably know this when you see people come into the Barbasol and you know doing the corporate dinners Tuesday and Wednesday, it feels like Rory has solidified himself for anything he goes to ever to get a payday to do these corporate things, almost based on the personality he has right now. Yeah, he's not a Team RBC guy, but I know the Canadian Open and they RBC pays him a fortune to do like one and a half corporate gigs, which also includes showing up to the Canadian Open. Even though that's illegal, they can work it around on a corporate deal. But it's so much money, they want him to play. And that's why he keeps coming back to Canada and winning in Canada. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I, I th- all these players do that. I've heard that that's like pretty common practice. You have the quote dinner the night before. Um, I don't really, I'm not really, and we can debate this another time. I'm not really as sour on Rory in terms of a double talker. I think he's a politician now because he has to be. I don't think he's super confrontational. Frankly, I think he gives too much credit to the live tour as being something that has been good for the PGA. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think that, I think that rory has got to please a lot of people, uh, his, his, his fellow players, uh, he's got to be the corporate face and perhaps leader of the tour and then his sponsors, uh, and then go up and play golf. So, and by the way, it was the Dubai desert classic. Bang. And you're right, Pat. He, uh, Liao Tong won in 2018. And guess who won it last this year? Uh, Ryan Fox won, didn't he? Rory McIlroy. He won Dubai? He won Abu Dhabi. Was it Abu Dhabi or Dubai that he won? It's the it's the uh, Dubai Desert Classic. And that was the one that, that and Willett had won that. And Sergio had won Willett that. Won it. Sergio won. won it. Yeah. Rory won it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. so good correlation on that front. So we've talked Hideki, Tom, Kim. My number four is on the Live Tour. No one boils people's bloods like Bryson. If Bryson was just good and showed up in these majors and top 10 or top five or contended, he is the biggest star that Liv has. He just happens to suck at the moment. And I don't know if it's gone from him, but people love to hate Bryson the same way that they love to hate Sergio, that some people love to hate Brooks, like some people love to hate Phil over the years, Colin Montgomery, Reed. Ian Poulter, Patrick Reed, but he is bigger than all of them in the vitriol that he stirs up with everyone. And that is the single biggest thing that the PGA Tour is missing right now. That's why I'm always calling for Patrick Cantley to be a villain or if Rom leaned into being a villain a little bit more. There are simply no villains left on the PGA Tour, and there's no bigger villain in golf than Bryson. He seems like a pretty decent I'd say dude. Reed. I'd say Reed would be neck and neck with with uh, Bryson. I put Brooks right there too. No, but like people hate Reed, like actually hate Reed. People don't actually hate Bryson. They just yeah. love to root against him because he's kind of an idiot. Well, yeah, and I think that there's just so no no self awareness in terms of of. I mean, I, th- I really think he took his role seriously as a scientist, and I think that was the worst. Uh, branding brand positioning for him because he didn't he wasn't really in on the joke and maybe perhaps people actually believed it <laughs> and uh you know i tweeted about when he said you know, augusta was a par 67 and then he lost a ball on three and uh you know his and then he went to the live tour and then sort of the science no one on, on earth believes that this i mean look at this analogy for what the, the the pizza shop analogy what he gave on the live tour with Tucker Carlson. I mean, it was, it should be studied by, you know, actual scientists, that analogy. So, but I, I mean, I agree. I mean, in terms of someone that people tune into, uh, especially when he gained a hundred pounds naturally to, uh, to hit the ball 400 yards. I mean, he was, you couldn't take your eyes off him, whether you'd liked him or not. Um, I mean, he was, he was sort of a circus. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see how he is this week, though. Or, sorry, we how, saw how he was. We how, how he was last week. <laughs> but, Man, what a, what but, a round that but, was. But he, like, he, after he did the waking, he got the U.S. Open. Like, he hit the peak. 
won a big tournament, yeah. and then it all kind of you know fostered off after that. But I mean, you're talking about what was it? it was the November Masters that he made those comments like this is a par 67 or whatever. There's like five yeah. Bryson things that he's done over the past three years that just still stick out in your mind. How many other golfers have that? Not to that, not on the negative side like that, where people think it's they're all funny on live. The guys that yeah. do have that, to your sort of point, yeah, like Liv went and got every character there was. Yeah, I that's and that was probably part of their branding characters and past masters champions that was yeah because well they needed to have the uh the champions dinner half it wasn't even the champions dinners they needed those people in the masters every single year and that was the only way to do it was go and get the former masters champions or open champions because they're I, in forever too you know or I, 60. something is happening right now that i would consider very polarizing in terms of how people with the deep pockets in golf feel about Bryson. And to that point, I mean, we found out at the end of 22 that his deal with Puma either ended or severed or it ended and they had no interest in bringing it back. And as I mentioned earlier, it does seem like these golf social lifestyle influencers on the internet are better at selling equipment than pros these days. Bryson is one of the few pros that I do believe with the whole driving mystique of it and how casuals like to go play golf can push equipment. I don't know the insides. It doesn't seem like there is a high demand for any golf manufacturer to get in bed with him. I think it's because he sucks well, right now. Hey, Jeff, remember the 3M Open, right? Remember the Cobra, uh, his Cobra rep who had to fill in for him as a caddy? It was his Cobra rep. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You're and, right. And, and, and Cobra, I think, was from... I, I I don't have these notes prepared, but from memory, I mean, basically they were just like, we're done with this guy. We can't, we can't deal with him. I mean, so he does have not the best reputation as someone great to work with. And he treated, I think that caddy like shit uh, for the next two days. So, you know, I think he brings a lot of it on himself um, in many ways. Remember the bright, remember the Brooks eye roll. Yeah, that was, but that moment at Bay Hill is probably but, 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 like one of the. But, but, but there's another moment that while he's talking about, you're just about to bring up him trying to drive the green at yeah. Bay Hill on a par five. Brooks and him the metal getting cleats. into it. The Incredible. metal cleats, like, right? There's so much Bryson content Love that he it. provided yeah. for us, and the part is now. Listen, if he doesn't have a title sponsor from Puma or whoever it is, or a driver sponsor, all of that is part and parcel. Not that he's on the live tour; it's that he sucks on the live tour. Right. If all of a sudden well, he was then, good again, he would get it all back. You're right. You're, I can't disagree and with the that. Other, the other thing is, too, it's like, you know, in their defense, the expectations of these, because they look so much older than they are, and they peak so much at such a young age. I mean, they're in the early 20s, mid-20s. I mean, think of yourself and and what, if my life was on camera when I was 25. Good God, right? Just... Just bury me in Cantlay's basement for life. I don't want to be ever be seen again. That's brought to you by DeWalt. But that's, I mean, you know, th these young people are don't have a lot of life experience, so they're going to say dumb shit um, if they're untethered. Especially when you're that, that good and have actually accomplished something by 24 or 25. Right. Like Bryson's a, he's the U.S. and he was the U.S. AM champ. But then he wins the U.S. Open at what age twenty six? Yeah, and then he done things with only like him, Tiger, and Jack. Like had these yeah. three. Th yeah. At I mean, Bryson is twenty nine years old right now. At twenty seven, I believe is when fantasy started. I almost got fired before fantasy actually went to air because it all went to my head, and that was on a 
Z-level TV network. And I thought oh, I was a real big us. deal. All of us. I, I cringe at anything I've ever written in my life or said or done or this. I mean, I'll just, you know, it's, I mean, even in the Tiger era, he wasn't, I mean, he was on camera a lot, but it's still not the level of 24-7 wall-to-wall content. But, We're going to record everything you say. So, so you're saying, I mean, like, look how long Phil got away with it. Just if we could just like go back to the future a couple weeks, which is dangerous, and we've kind of outlined for a few reasons why. If Bryson had won the live event before the Masters instead of Brooks, it would have been the same, like a same situation, just different guy. Like everyone would have been Galvin, like running to bed in on the Saturday. Or, no, I see. I I think that there would have been like. Or people now, like, Brooks can win. Bryson wouldn't have been able to win. I, I think you would have had your camp of, like, because people, Brooks has, like, almost like what Wiley said about Spieth coming onto the scene and getting etched into our minds, winning these majors so quickly, that Brooks and Rory are probably the biggest comp that you have because they just steamrolled majors <laughs> in a very condensed period of time, and it seems like they were unbeatable. Regardless of how Brooks is playing, because we were the same idiots being like, oh, Masters, 45 to 1 last year when he was hurt. It's like, well, you got to bet that. It's Brooks. I mean, pick three guys in this field to win a major. Brooks is one of them. So he has that. Built and he would do it. Yeah. <laughs> and he has that built in benefit of the doubt that he's going to be good at a major. Even when the past three years have shown us he is not good at majors whatsoever. Maybe he won the Masters. I have no idea. But people give him that benefit <laughs> of the doubt. People don't give that benefit of the doubt with Bryson. Had he have won Live Orlando, you would have the people to say, this is great. Bryson can go and win the Masters. He's in great form. There's other people who would more viscerally come out and say, the live tour sucks and it doesn't matter. No one's really saying that with Brooks because Brooks won. If Bryson had won, be like, oh, what a, what a joke. Because people don't like Bryson. I mean, I saw a lot of the live tour still sucks because Brooks won. But I know. Did I, you see I, a lot of it? Because I haven't seen any yeah, of it. I don't know. I would still say Brooks is still as polarizing as anybody. Yeah. He gives us these glimpses. He... Like, he's a guy that golf loves. Him, just anything he does gets picked up. Like, gets picked up. What yeah. he did at a hockey game a few weeks ago, I had never seen, a, let alone a low-end pro athlete. I'd never seen someone who's accomplished what Brooke, a four-time major champion, which makes you a Hall of Famer in any sport, go to another pro sport and heckle a player. It's something you would see in wrestling. Wait, wait. And, and bring a prop <laughs> and and they're not friends which like i thought at least okay you're being a friend it's still kind of a little bit much to go haze your friend when they're trying to get the playoffs but they're not they don't even know each other evidently according to aaron Eckland. and all of your all of your posse they're all just in adidas track suits yeah like it's a great no i love the brooks the lifestyle he's a fan of, of the it. florida panthers he wants them to win he hates this guy you think about all the play. Think about all the players you hate. I wanted Jerry Tillery to fall down a flight of stairs, <laughs> so I'm guilty. But here's the thing: that's the that's the weird part of that Brooks video that I took from it. Not like how awkward that behavior was, although you couldn't ignore it. To me, my biggest takeaway is this is a guy who has hardcore sports fan tendencies, but gets really annoyed when people who are interested in him as sports fans have questions with things that are fair to have questions for. But the thing that people don't I have think, questions. I think, I think he was absolutely obliterated. <laughs> of course. And, and he found a pylon somewhere. <laughs> Probably in like and, a men's and, room, right? 
Like in the suite yeah. level, there's an out of order bathroom. You know, they when, put you, a... when you face the screen, he can't see you, right? I know, but it makes me feel better. But <laughs> I guess way, it looks. Should bad. I see? Should I see like a neurologist? Is everyone always this big in the middle of the screen? I yes. feel like General Zod or something. Yeah, but people don't watch this on a big screen. They watch it on their phone, so it doesn't seem that way. So yeah, he clearly got like he didn't take that from the parking lot. Maybe he did. He's I'm Brooks Kepka. I do what I want. There's probably no. Like it a, was a prop traffic cone. It was like one you you. It's a prop traffic cone, right? I don't know. It seemed like something that he took from an out of service washroom on the suite level. <laughs> it, it seemed. It did seem like an outdoor traffic cone. Like maybe one that yeah. they were. Oh, he probably parks in the VIP area. So whatever, like yeah, the, but the then turtle you still of gotta, his crew. So he had to bring it in with him. But then you got to go through the. Ticket entry and yeah, sure. what do they tell your... Brooks Kepka? You can't bring something in if you want to bring they a gun in. He probably could. They take your bottle cap off when you buy a bottle of water. Yeah, at they don't, these they games. do that to Jeff Feinberg. They don't do that to Brooks Kepka. Okay, fair. He goes in a different entrance. I kind of get it, but it's still there's a anyhow. It's I, a fucking Florida Panthers game. Was there like three people there? Yeah, I think it was versus the Leafs. So it was oh. a pretty like the around the march break so it's like all the people oh, all, the the Cana- all, yeah. the, all the canadians are down there. Yeah. okay that makes more sense but in in his defense in his defense it's like there are many times in my life i'm sure yours too that you probably would not want a camera uh and, and broadcast all over the world it just surprises me because brooks seems to be a cool guy right it, that he would have that lapse in judgment and be and and whatever but like respect to being a hardcore sports fan getting wasted and acting i guess like an everyman right like that's something like like you always appreciate like when someone acts differently than anyone else we see got to appreciate that also oh yeah for sure but that's why i think he's so i think he's got to be in like the top six i have him ahead of bryson i don't i had them back i had bryson one spot ahead of brooks but i think you can make the argument either way because as i mentioned brooks still gets that he's a major killer like you have to you have to put respect on his name he's a four-time major champion and if he is ever in the mix at a major like the fact that he lost to phil at that pga championship is just mind-boggling to go yeah, back and watch. I, I'm still under the belief that I'm still under the belief that a lot of these live tour players don't have multi-year deals. That Brooks would be sort of a test the water type guy, early 30s. I think he still wants to be Brooks, right? I don't think he wants to give that title up, and I think he really kind of wants it back now. He's not. I mean, this smash GC. He's got to say the right things contractually that he loves it and everything's great. But that's not. Come on, he, you know he, that's not really him. I am under the belief that at some point he would make his return. And I think the PGA tour would really benefit from it. There is, there are not very many people that can, uh, I mean, that run that he had, like you said, Pat, but you would go in and bet Brooks Kepka and know he would win a major. It was crazy what he was doing. Um, so winning Brooks Kepka is good for live tour. Certainly. But I think there's also such a fascination with Brooks Kepka as well, like Bright. Like, there's an off-the-course well, super fascination. There's something to him, actually. I, I, listen, if you put him in the NFL, he would break, have be concussed and, like, have the brain surgery and just be out for his life. But he looks like a real athlete, whereas a lot of golfers yeah, don't. and he gave us that, like, I'm coming out of the tunnel like I'm playing football. Like, out of, like that was sort of his attitude, and that's what sort of made the lift stuff so weird because he would – like I'm not being in a, I wouldn't even hold the 
the jockstrap of like guys on this smash GC team. Like that was sort of his attitude. The, I don't practice when you see me on TV is when I'm golfing, which is when I'm practicing that whole attitude. But as we spoke about on our master show, and I give credit to Kenny Kim for sort of pointing this out on Twitter in the sense of saying Brooks loves to give us this, like, I don't this exterior of like zero fucks given, but when you actually watch DJ in practice, you realize how fraudulent Brooks' zero fucks given actually is. He gives a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's more valuable to him to pretend like he doesn't. Sure. Like that's, that's a part of your brand. 100%. It, it triggers me and it creates this whole discourse. And I think he's as polarizing as the most polarizing live player. How old do yes. you think Brooks Kepka is? 29. 32. He's 32. He's 32. Born in 90. How he's... old do you think Rory is? Born in 87. He's 36. He's 33. Oh, so, no, I think it's, I, you know, here's the strange thing. I always get Sidney Crosby and Rory's birthdays mixed up. Sidney Crosby in 87. Yeah, he's 33. So Rory's 33. Bryson's 29. When did Phil win his first major? 34? 35? And he still won six. So he still ended up winning six. Still here. So if it was me and I was Brooks or Bryson in the position that they are in, you're giving up a lot of prime years to win majors and you know be great on the PGA Tour. But if you live under the impression, as I kind of do, that let's say you signed a three-year deal with Liv. Well, are we even sure the Liv Tour is going to exist in three years? Well, they'll maybe, be back. Maybe it is. But if you can go get your $100 million for three years and come back at 34, knowing you have another... 10 really good years in you and knowing that the PGA is going to let you back. They're not going to be like, oh, sorry, Brooks Kepka, you can never play on tour again. They might say, hey, you have to go play in this fucking corn fairy event. Like, okay. They'll do what's best for you, business in the same way that are, like... You be... Go ahead, Jen. In the same way that like Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Hulk Hogan went all came somewhere back. else to try to take you down and, and in some ways destroy you. Not actually, they were just getting paid. But... In the end, when they were free agents, because the other thing went under, what was best for business? Them playing with us. Brooks will play with yeah, them again. Like, I have no doubts about it. When you get a one name, when people know you by your first name, you become sort of an icon in golf, right? Ricky, Tiger, Brooks. No one is saying, oh, what do you, you know, God, I love seeing Kevin play. Fuck's <laughs> Kevin. Twenty. Nah, you I mean that's that's Rory. That's you're an icon status. So, unfortunately, Xander fits that mold too, but only because his name is Xander. If he had like, if he was Steve, he wouldn't be in there. <laughs> Steve. So here are some other guys I had on the list because I think we hit all of the big ones. Like Rom is an interesting discussion. I think he needs to be on the top ten. But here's my question for you, Wiley. How many consecutive yeah. majors would Scheffler have to win to breach the top 10? Because <laughs> he's not unimportant. Um, I mean, I don't think he's unimportant. I think he's probably there now. Eh. He's just, you don't think so? No. I mean, in terms of, I, I guess the I guess the parameters are, are you a dynamic personality that, uh, yeah, I, I would say that he's probably one of the few lesser people that, would want to follow during the masters, you know, the other week. Um, I think Homa is ahead of him. Yep. I think Tigala is one of the guys you need to start. There it is. Check him off. Finau. 
Like, imagine if Finau won two majors in a year. Right, right. Um, it's tough to name a Scotty big shot moment yet. But he's safe. It's indelible. He is huh? safe. He's like like Finau. He's so safe for like corporate America. But Finau seems fun. There's there's no yeah, personality no. to Scotty Scheffler. You don't care. Finau's he, a gunslinger. You he's a gunslinger. Yeah, you don't Brooks care. Brooks is a gunslinger. Finau might not win majors, but he's got that thing of he's on everyone's top five list of like invites to the to a party. If you're throwing a party, you want to invite Tony Finau. You invite him way before Scotty Scheffler. Scheffler might be the most fun guy in the see, world. We just don't know. I have Scheffler on my list for the one reason, and you said we could create our own parameters. Maybe in like a Roger Federer way, he's an American. Well, Federer's, Federer's not American, but... It, he would dominance, have to be like that, like dominant, and he is the American who I believe is exponentially more naturally talented than Spieth, despite Spieth's ability to be magic, that like actually has the ability to dominate in this moment of a really crowded golf scene. So he makes the list in the thing that if he does actually dominate golf, we love dynasties. We love dominators. That seems to sell more than anything. We saw that with the Patriots, the Warriors, the tennis. Like we, we see that. Absolutely. But there's, I mean, let's say the Warriors were someone different. They didn't have Steph Curry on their team. Were but they, they were equally as dominant. Maybe not in the same way that they were dominant. Like a big part of, yes, listen, dynasties sell. Just like the late 90s Yankees. So the when, it, when they were winning, people tuned in to watch them. But that's for your casual viewer. I think that makes sense. That's what I'm saying. I still think that Sheffler needs to win more majors in order to get there. Like his entire inclusion on this list is only tied to how dominant he can be. Well, that's why. If all of a sudden he's not great, does anyone care about Scotty Sheffler? No. Yeah, because I think the dominant guys also were either gunslingers or brash or wanted to kill you and created that excitement around being that super alpha athlete. Whereas Scheffler, you know, he could probably be, he could, you could confuse him for being like Grant out of Grant Thornton, like the <laughs> CPA. I don't know. I mean, he looks, I asked my kids, like, how old do you think this person is? Like 46? <laughs> in like 2000 so i, I would throw Scheffler. his fault he's just not a killer he's just so good at everything but you know yeah he's a killer on the golf course i mean i would say the same thing about morikawa if morikawa was truly going to be a superstar he has two majors before 24 and no one really seemed to care and they've tried they've like, tried with him it just he's, he's got a team that's corporate i mean i don't mean i mean his team has like gotten him out there on late nights and all that stuff. They've tried to sort of have him break through. Where, he, he not. Whereas if Victor won a major, I feel like Victor would be a huge star. We, Yes. Tommy Fleetwood, same thing. Why do we keep chasing him around forever, right? Yeah. Well, he's likable. But he's the big Brit, and right? And he some iconic stuff back. What's that? Yeah. He, he is the, the one Brit you could point to where it would be massively beneficial if he could win a big tournament. I'd love for it. Uh, please. Um, yeah. Yeah. And like, he, if you're looking for a new Faldo, I, I have no idea what his person, like, Tommy's personality is like in that sense. But, like, Faldo was a genuine star in his time. Is Justin Rose really a star? If it, within golf, I'm sure. Is Shane Lowry a star? Not really. Like, they both have major championships, but I don't know. It's just... Cam Young? Cam I, Young? I, I feel like Cam Young's in the Scotty Scheffler Sam Burns zone. Yeah. Only that Cam Young 
has like a Thor bat fucking best driver on her. Cam's got to win. 400 yards. And we got to like, I'll be honest. I'm a golf as a people watching this. We're like so deep in the weeds on golf where I'll hear Cam Young post round interviews. I'll, I'll hear that stuff when he plays well. I'll get the sound bites from him. But America's never heard him speak. He's got to win first. Right. And then he's got to deliver when he wins in the way like when Bubba won for the first time I think it was the Travelers he just started bawling like he couldn't even answer Faraday's question off 18 green he's just like bawling and he's completely let his guard down and that invites like the world in when you become a star I guess we have that sure like to go back to Scheffler for a second he's like Dustin not cool, not coke, not stealing Honestly, lives. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, cool... he's not he's non-cocaine Dustin, but like there's nothing there. He's not giving you anything. You might as well be a robot. But I think that's part of it. I think that's part of it is that Scheffler is not only great at golf, but he's, you know, he's kind of teetotaling and he's safe and he's He seems he, like a great dude. You know, doesn't swear. Yeah, he's a great dude, but you know, you kind of want that sort of Dustin step on your throat and uh, he's kind of a badass. Look at Daniel Berger. He was, you know, he's fun to watch. And he was. I, I don't does, know. He, does he still play golf? No. I don't know. Did he join the live tour and we I'm just didn't notice? No. Maybe he took it like some Peters. amazing insurance What was that, Wiley? Peters. I mean, you can imagine Thomas Peters was actually, you know, winning on tour and winning majors, snapping Clubs back of his neck. He'd be one of the most popular players in the world. I agree. It's funny you say you've never heard some of these guys speak. And I think that goes back no, to... I the, have. No, I know that you have, but when you say something about... Yeah. Like, I don't know if I've actually ever heard Cam Young speak. Ever. Because I don't listen to this crap post-round. I might read it, but I'm not listening to it. With Tom Kim, they mic'd him up in Phoenix on TV for a whole. Yeah. That's what they do with Max Homa and Ricky Fowler. And they're trying to do it with Tom Kim as well. Like, that's why he's on a different level than I think. I mean, no one is saying that Tom Kim's a better player than Cameron Young at this point in time. But if they could wish one of them was better, Tom Kim would be the answer. Listen, I'm one of the few people on earth, and the other few might be in this room and watching the show, that when they see the MLB logo, they think of Cam Young. Not Ben Curtis? Well, Malnati, but I mean, like, now he's, you know, the guy. All right, I think we've talked about everyone who matters, Wiley. Can we, can we edit out the part where I called Cameron Young's driver a Thorbat, which I don't even know what the fuck that is. It, it, Thor had a hammer. He has a hammer. I mean, there's a lot of editing. You're, you're yeah, putting yeah. a lot of pressure you're on me to edit so much of the stuff. Cantley out. of murder. You wanted that edited. Well, out that, too. he doesn't want that edited. <laughs> that, 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 that's just that's just fact. He's t- trying to take Robert Stack's job on unsolved mysteries, but he's solving them live on the Pat Mayo Experience. We didn't mention I think we got everyone in mind. How about Zalatoris? People were ready, right? Yes. To sort of be like great, the American great, great. victor who were like ready to just love. Like yes. ready to embrace fully if they can just do something big. Yes, because because Zalatoris is someone unlike Scheffler. Like like this guy performs better in the not not unlike Scheffler. I'm saying he performs better in a bigger moment. But he, you can actually feel like he wants to kill you. And he's just that intensity, that I don't give a shit attitude. You know, this, this not, he's not a huge guy, but he hits it a mile. And, um, you know, and he's had his moments, right? We know 
you know, he steps up in the majors, finishes second at the Masters, nearly wins. Has not well, he won once on tour, but um, I think Zalatoris. I hope he's not he's, injured long term. Matthew Fitzpatrick, he's a megastar. Is Matthew Fitzpatrick like too nerdy looking to be? I mean, he's got he's got to get the braces off first, and then because we'll he's like the boy, like that. Ev- yeah, like he that look, but boyish, he looks like he's thirteen years old. That's yeah, kind it's of like a problem. Almost for him. like too boyish to be embraced. Yeah. Like at least Spieth is balding or something, right? Yeah, like you, you see Spieth with his hat off, and you're like, oh, you're seventy years old. Perfect. No, yeah, Fitzpat- I mean, this, Fitzpatrick this wins the life game right? of hey, I'm thirty five and I look like I'm twenty. That's great. It's not great yeah. to sell yourself at the same time, and he just he does kind of seem like a nerd at the same time. But it's too. true. Rolex doesn't like want that. They want like a man. Yeah, someone who fits that definition of what Rolex users are looking for is what they want to brand yeah. that as. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else. I think that's probably it. Zalatoris would be interesting though if he just had the breakthrough. I hope he is okay. Yeah. But wouldn't Xander be interesting with no, a breakthrough? No, Xander is not interesting. So he just tries hard, like with this, like he like seems like a pretty fun guy. Sure, there. I'm Scotty Scheffler seems like a fun guy, but like if it was gonna happen, like why do we look at Finau and Victor, and we can write off Morikawa and send him to the side? Like, hey, it's not gonna happen. You're right. We're doing yeah. the same thing with Xander and Cantley. Like they just they don't got it. Whatever it is, they don't got it. I think there's a lot of buckets that we've named, the iconic shots that we remember. Your your stature, are you big and tall? Can you hit a mile? Uh, your personality, are you a killer? Um, and I think that plays into a lot of it. And Fitzpatrick is just, you know, it's just this is a TV show, right? And so you have you have bad guys, and you have good guys, and uh, that's that's the personality you're creating. So you know, people might be really offended. I think that's it by how we um like gave very little respect to cam smith which i don't disagree with but i feel like if he was still on the pga this probably feel different maybe but i mean that's a part of going to live but what was cam smith gonna do he won the open championship that's great did it it, in your mind like oh my god cam smith no but he won the players he won the open he's got the mullet like Like, golf is he's australian justin thomas but i'm saying like golf is a type of sport where like (laughs) yeah it's a good point just as an example like andrew beef johnson was a thing yeah he's this big guy and he arby's and it went viral in the golf circles just like that weird (laughs) korean dude with the crazy swing whatever the hell his name was (laughs) they invited him to pebble like there's nothing like the only defining feature of cam smith is he had a fucking mullet that was it Seems like a nice guy. Yeah, I mean, he's he had like, some moxie. He had some. He had some moments. Uh, but it's like that. I mean, that's like beef is a good example I use all the time. He was a not a relevant golfer, but he was still very popular. Hundred image. It's it's yeah. Hundred and fiftieth Open champion, like maybe the most. Like it's hyperbole, but and I know it could mean nothing more than the one forty nine or one fifty one, but it's a pedestal major on top of being a major. It was like a pedestal major. How, how many people do you think are tuning into a PGA Tour event? Let's say he was still on tour because Cameron Smith is in the field. Well, I don't think the tour is anyone like that. I don't think. I think t- Spieth is the answer to that question. That's why you see Pebble Beach and Valspar get weirdly good ratings. Why? Because Spieth is just lingering around these leaderboards. Okay, maybe. That's why he's the number one. Unfortunately, I think there is, because of the parody and there's a strength, it's kind of created a lack of like, I need to 
not do this errand. I need to run home and watch this guy win a not major. If Ricky was in contention of a tournament, people would tune into it. Absolutely. Spieth, yeah. Spieth think, and Rory. I think there's three guys. Yeah. I think there's three guys, yeah. Well, maybe four, but Ricky, Spieth, Tiger. Tiger is maybe the only one people would stop everything to watch play golf well. T- Tiger is the only one that people will actively, like, get out of what they're doing on yeah. a Thursday morning to tune in to see Tiger. That's right. Shot. Yeah. That's right. And if Phil was still good, Phil would be number two. It's funny because he won a major like 18 months ago or the hell that was. Now he's like the worst player on the, as Cuss pointed out, he's actively hurting his team on the live tour. (laughs) (laughs) Not a great captain. So Wiley, thank you for being on. You're still doing golf landia most weeks, right? Most weeks. Most weeks. I'm just floating around the, uh, floating around the golf DFS ecosystem. We miss landing some banger tweets. Miss the guests, miss bear off, miss the yeah. longer shows. Yeah. But I, I do kind of like, like, I'll, I'll just, I'll be refresh, refreshing my podcast feed on Wednesday evenings. Like, oh, it's a 20 minute solo Wiley banger. I'll listen to this. I like them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. In this, in this day and age with DFS content, there's really not a lot you can add value to in terms of what people know or don't know. So you got to be short, quick, entertaining if you can. And let her rip. You know, you guys know it. You guys make me laugh. Your Mac chicken thing. That maybe I watched you guys eat McDonald's for seven minutes. That was entertaining. <laughs> well, that's what happens. Speaking, when... of, speaking of some of these sponsored by DeWalt Tools, that Tim Andercust, that guy's got secrets. They come out when the cut sweats get, when there's rain delays, suspended <laughs> golf three minutes into a cut sweat show. Yeah, you got, you got to, you got, when you got to fill two hours and there's no golf to talk about. And which led to you guys doing it in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you see the one guy who replied to our, so we were going back and forth in terms of who one, two, three, four, who we were ranking at the, uh, at the Masters because Jeff said there are only 12 guys who can win. And some guy replied, oh, good. Look, two douchebags talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did. I, I, hey, we're all Canadian here. I mean, Wiley, you, you, I guess you're dual at this point. When was the last time you lived in Canada? Like yeah. 20 years ago? 23 years ago. 2000. Yeah. There we are. You said 2000. It's a new millennium. I need so to get out of here. So <laughs> when you said serviettes, when you said like I was like, no one knows what you're talking about. Just like if I asked him to sit on my Chesterfield, then we'd be fine. But why yes. is there no personable yeah. Canadian golfer? Canadian athletes in other sports that aren't hockey, be it basketball, be it whatever, they have sort of a distinctive personality. Like they're, they tend to be bigger personalities or fun personalities. Not, all the Canadian golfers are exact. They've won three. Three separate Canadians have won on the PGA Tour this year. That's incredible. And they all have exactly the same personality, which is none. You the odds to on three Canadian golfers winning an event before the essentially the end of April April is insane and no one cares. unfathomable even in Canada no one the, like the last Canadian golfer who seemed to have a bit of it was Dillette. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Nate, I mean, I don't know. I mean, when you live in the U.S., you're kind of you're always feels like you're in a social situation, and you're you're. Your, te- your chops are tested all the time. I don't know if Corey Connors growing up in wherever'sville, Ontario. It's just not. It's just different, right? I mean, you know, Canadians are just different. 
We're all, they're all Kent State <laughs> golden flashes. I know, but you think like yeah. one of them would be hilarious I mean, and or also, something if like you that. Think about, to be a successful Canadian golfer, do you realize how good you have to be considering the seasons and uh, the, the lack of access you have to golf full year round? So these guys are you know, are different personalities because they're, they have to be that good. I would imagine. Like, I, I'm actually more surprised that we haven't seen any really good, like Vancouver or Victoria based golfer. Cause you could golf almost all year round there if you wanted to. Yeah. But they're all Ontario. Yeah. Except you for Hadwin. Corey, Con- Corey Connors may have won the masters. He may have, <laughs> but even if he does, but like we, we're won the, we're won the masters, right? And he became a Canadian, like, legend. Legend. He has no discernible personality, except for, like, he dumped his wife eventually. Like, he's like, here's yeah. my wine. Like, yeah. Stephen Ames, who's not even really Canadian, had more personality. Corey Connors dumped his wife? No, Mike no, Weir did. Mike Weir. Years did he ago. Really? Yeah, he leveled up. Oh. <laughs> well, no. That okay. was a weird way of putting it. <laughs> I was exactly at, I was at, I guess it would have been a Leafs playoff game based on the timing. I was at the Leafs playoff game. Like it was a day or two after the Masters win for Mike Weir. He came to drop the first puck. It is still the like loudest, longest cheer I think I've ever been a part oh, yeah. of in the Air Canada Center. I could see that. It was huge. Yeah. Won it on my birthday. That I remember was, yeah. it very vividly. But Cam had an outright. But what did Mike Weir ever do? Like, besides winning the Masters, what else can people tell you about Mike Weir? Nothing. He's real little. Drives Ubers for a living now. He's had quite a few failed business ventures in Canada. Has he? Yeah, yeah. but because you can sell it off his name because he's the only you can, Masters winner In the ever. same way, like, Donovan Bailey is still in industry in Canada. Yes. That Mike Weir can essentially do the same forever. But Donovan Bailey, good personality. Oh, yeah. Incredibly engaging. If Corey Connors dropped a puck at the Leafs game, would people know who he is? With a green jacket? Yeah, if he, if he was wearing the green jacket, yes. If not, no. Oh, 100%. Okay, okay. All right. That's strange. It just, it's really bizarre that there hasn't been like a mega personality that you see kind of across the board, whether it be in music or film or whatever it is. Like like Joey Votto is an incredibly weird but engagingly different personality. Exactly. The, so was Steve Nash. But, I, but none of these, you have to win a major to be on like their level. I mean, we was, but like, we're having guys that win and you're hopefully one of them can level up to that point. But I don't know. Anyway, that's my two cents about Canadian golfers at Wiley 77. Is it 77 for Paul Coffey or you were born in 77? I was born in 77. You should have just said Paul Coffey. You could pass as 85 if you wanted to. You change that to Wiley 85. I don't think anyone would bat an eye. That was my birthday last week, so I appreciate that. Well, happy birthday to Matt Wiley. And although you're watching this three weeks after his actual birthday, at Wiley77 to wish him happy birthday. At G Feinberg17, because he was born in 1917. Looks great for his age. Follow me at the PME. Smash the like. Give me your list down in the comment section as well. And rate and review the Pat Mayo Experience Audio Podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us. I'll see you next time. Pat Mayo Experience! Experience!